in this episode, my friend Jamie is with us today, and he shares his experience with the infinite banking concept and some of the opportunities that he's had the privilege of taking advantage of over the last several years. I've had fun, and I hope you enjoy listening. Yeah, um, I kept that. Let's see, well, that track land, um, I actually bought another piece of equipment. Um, I bought a, a backhoe, Caterpillar. Uh, 430e backhoe it's a it was a big piece of equipment and by using or you know knowing people that was kind of in the heavy equipment industry um i was able to get use a someone that i personally knew that um had had a degree in you know as far as working on that stuff and he told me this was a good piece of equipment that I was particularly looking at, and he gave me the guy's number. He said he's looking to get out for, from under it and um, wanted to know if I was interested in purchasing it. And I was like, well, let's go look at it. And he actually drove me to the guy's house and was like, here, I know this guy personally, and he he's gonna shoot you straight. So I looked at it and I was, you know, seemed like a good piece of equipment to buy. And, and I knew that I needed a piece to fix up that land over there so I said man let me buy this piece and um, went over there you know fixed up all the roads and graded you know you have to put turnouts on roads that that have a good bit of slope on it to keep the gravel from washing off of them and creating huge ruts and stuff so I had just a little bit of knowledge and how to do some of that stuff. I've seen it done before and I was like, well, I know I can do it too. So I took that that piece of equipment and improved the property, um, you know, put up some gates front and back and just to keep folks from, you know, coming in and out since I didn't live right there beside it to keep an eye on it. And um, it served me well, you know, the, uh, that piece of equipment. I didn't really want to sell it when I sold it, but, um, after owning that property for a year, it um, I resold it and I made fairly well off of it. And of course, that leads into buying maybe another policy or whatever I want to do with it. But at the time, I was like, well, um, instead of doing that, I I went ahead and the family, me and the family, we we've been talking about putting in a pool and all that, so. While I had young kids, I wanted to go ahead and do something that would create memories. And my kids and my wife, we would all, they would always look for other places to go bother some of their friends that had pools and things. And I was like, well, we live way out here in, in the middle of nowhere. And why not just put a pool out here so we don't have to travel as far to go to a pool? So we put a pool in off of that, what I made off of that property of just Did owning a beer. Yeah, I, I nah, well, nah, I didn't use it to dig the pool, but okay. I could have, I guess, if I knew how to do that. But that's, I wanted that to be right, sure. <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, um, so you financed the pool? Is that? I mean, or just bought the pool? Whatever. Yeah, I bought so, the pool straight out. With yeah. The, so your family now doesn't have to travel to swim. That's true. That's true. And so your life improved. Yeah, it did. And comfort, happy wife, happy life, yeah, you whatever. Betcha. <laughs> Yeah, we we the kids and the wife they wear that pool out, man. It's it's been a good addition to the family. So, have you been in it this year? Uh, this year I haven't. The kids have already been in it, but uh, I haven't. 
I've been in mine for like three weeks now. Yeah. Well, coming over here, uh, the temperatures are a good 15 degrees warmer here than they are back home. Hey, it hit 98 yesterday here in uh, Fort Worth area, right? But All right, so then, okay, so you got a pool, you're enjoying it, and, you, you know, you're about listen, I mean, you know, you're just – this is awesome to me, right? It's it's, uh, and I hear stories all the time from clients, and you know they're cool, they're unique, they're obviously individual uh, opportunities, but um, how much did the access to capital that you had, you know, how much did that? I mean, how much would you have done? without having these high cash values would you have done some of it all of it maybe maybe not or you'd have done another way Um, no it's it's opened the door uh for a lot more opportunities in my life and you know to serve me well over a longer period of time um yeah it's you can't really put a value on having access to capital the way i have access to capital yeah it's it's changed my whole outlook on finances and um and then you're a relatively young man let's see the condo in florida the raw land you know and that man was practicing capitalism you know in the unseen hand of capitalism if you practice capitalism you can't help but make other people uh profitable that you had no intention you know, to make profitable. Um, but he's doing what he's doing. He needed the capital to go buy the bigger deal and what have you. And and then there you are, you got the land and did you make a uh, a profit or a deal on the uh on the backhoe, you know, when you sold it? Did you make a profit on that? It's really none of my business. I'm just asking. Let me go back to the raw land. Um what made that deal even more special was the land had had somewhat of a um had a large amount of gravel on it. Mm-hmm. So the gravel that I fixed all these roads up inside of it to add value, it come from the land itself. Did you know that when you bought the land? Yes, I, I saw that when we rode through and looked okay. at the land. I saw I needed, I had all the gravel I would ever need to make it look better. I just needed a piece of equipment to actually do the work. I got you. So that's why you bought the equipment to do right. the, the turnout and the roads. And yeah, the- and... <laughs> and it just it was a, a no-brainer at that point once he told me the price and yeah. i said man I, I got to jump on this deal these deals don't come along very often right so they might not come along very often but being a relatively young man those are not the last deals you're gonna you know have the opportunity to bet that's true so the condo and then the the property that had its own gravel pin on it or whatever <laughs> And then, and then the pool, or then the the backhoe. Did you make a profit on the backhoe? Can I ask? Yes. Um, actually, I, I sold the backhoe for um, several thousand more than I purchased it. But I had improved the backhoe while I had it. I, I fixed yeah. a lot of leaks, a lot of um, things that it worked. It needed to be done on it. I mean, it it, it ran okay, but it still needed. Um, and I, I did put a little bit of money into the backhoe when I had it, but it was a clean piece of equipment that wasn't beat up. So, but it was really, really dirty when I purchased it. And I've been 
you know, all the years I'm kind of, I pay attention to details with, with equipment and, um, I've always, I've owned several different types of tractors, cab tractors and this and that, but I know that when I see something that I can get it up to my standard that, you know, nobody cleans windows, the seals on the windows and all that stuff in cab tractor stuff that's supposed to be dirty is dirty. I mean, you, you don't see people waxing the tractor, you know, or so to speak. But you was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll clean them up to the point where they almost look new again, yeah. you know, and, and I take the time and do it, which, you know, that's just something I enjoy doing. But, um, and that, that backhoe, man, I, I, I put a little bit of love into it and uh, really made it look presentable and look like something. Yeah. But I, I sold it to a, actually, I sold it to a, uh, my brother, my one of my brother-in-laws, that he has a farm and he does um, a lot of, you know, he has a lot of beaver dams in some low-lying areas that are around the river. Uh, he's got a kind of a place that's on the river, but um, he needed a backhoe, and he wasn't scared to buy my backhoe for my price because he knew it was a a good piece of equipment. Because right. he's been. Um, you know, over the years, I'm not going to go into it, but he's he's bought some bad, bad pieces of equipment that sure. just didn't serve him well, and he spent a lot of money getting them fixed after he had purchased. Yeah. You know, and but he knew that I had a quality piece of equipment, and and I wouldn't sell him something. He trusted me, yeah. so to speak. But uh, but yeah, I, I did. I made some money on the backhoe, and you know, it just one deal fell in. It kind of followed the next deal, and. It sort of seemed like a, a lot was going on with that same year, and um, I even purchased a car, you know, that um, had a blown up engine in it, and um, I, I had a few connections to where a guy that does good work in this particular type of car, um, he worked on, you know, imported cars, and you know, this was a Toyota, and it had a blown up engine it was a good car and you know i bought an in, a, another used engine and this guy put it in and well my um uh, <laughs> my <clears throat> my nephew bought it for a work car he wasn't scared to buy it he knew that i put the time effort and energy and vetting the car knowing it's a good car i mean I, I drove the car a few times and made sure it was good and i said i wouldn't be scared to buy it you know and i had to cut him a deal but i still made some money on it yeah. Um, I don't know just things like that sort of fell in my lap all within a year or two of each other and seemed to serve me well and I'm, maybe I found my niche in life you know I don't know <laughs> well how long after you know you started the infinite bank concept paying you know high premium high cash value life insurance did these things occur uh, let's see I, I had been paying premiums probably for uh, a good two and a half, three years before really the first major deal come along that um, I actually had enough capital, you know, uh, cash value in place to actually purchase, you know, make my first my first deal, I guess. I got you. So how long a time period from, you know, uh, starting the Infinite Bank concept, doing the deals that you've done and – to now how, what kind of time period has that been um, I got my first policy in 
January of 2019. 2019. Okay. And here we are in 2023. So pretty short secession there right there. Right. And yeah, it's a, I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like I'm still learning a lot. Um, and, and that's something I think I'm going to have to continue doing is just learning and, and going to these live client only events. I mean, speaking to people that's been doing it for, you know, five, six, eight years longer than I have, or even two years longer than I have and seeing how it, how they use it and, you know, how creative is the next person, you know, and, and that's what it's kind of about is, uh, learning from others and, and how they implement it in their life and just, uh, that's priceless. Yeah. I wonder how many of them know how to drive a backhoe. Maybe half of them. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, what happened? In, what, what, uh, surely you've thought, maybe had the thought that, uh, you know, what happens if the next big condo or a 260-something-acre property doesn't come along? You know, what are you going to do then? Right. You ever uh, thought of that? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just watch my cash values continue to grow. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be okay regardless, huh? Right. It's not going to make or break me. Those are just deals that's that's just been icing on the cake, so to speak. I love that. I mean, you're not going to quit driving and buying cars, and that's true. Nor is your wife or your children. They're probably going to drive cars, all right? Right. So, I mean, you're financing big things anyway. We're all financing something, you know, or several things or what have you. But the more capital you have available, when it, specifically in the infinite bank concept, the more cash values you have available to collateralize, you know, you can do larger. Um, things right Right. which means you could either lose more money or you know make more money (laughs) you know know, and the more you you put into premium the more um, the better it's going to work out for you because you know your 401k is just your 401k it's it's not really what the number says it is because it's so many things attached to it like you know, it's almost like a ball and chain and, you know, right. The opposite of, of high premium cash value life insurance. It's that's uh, kind of that, that key to the ball and chain to get it off of you. Oh man. I like that. So that's the way I look at it is, is just, uh, it, it unlocks so many opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily have had. Um, but you you have to open your mind to accept what it what it is and how it works, and um, just take a a good look at it, not to overlook the 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 major part that it plays in your life. Not just you know take it seriously and do the best you can with it, and you need to be discipline all along the way i mean it's that's really the key to anything is discipline have have you and i and i agree with that um have you experienced uh you know like when we all start i mean in my case you know even as a life insurance agent you know and i discovered this and met nelson i restructured you know what little life insurance i had 
Um, and I'm looking at these premiums, you know, an illustration that's going out for a long time period. And, you know, you look at that and wonders, like, wow, how am I going to pay? You know, where am I going to get all this money in the future? And, you know, the future is unknown. And I literally didn't know after you buy, after I purchased, uh, I don't know, five or six policy. Literally, my wife looked at me and asked me, where are you going to get them? Where are we going to get the money? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, which made her angry, and she can punch like a mule kick, so I'm telling you. But um, so I'm just saying that, uh, uh, you know, on the front end, you know, have you experienced the uh, the fact that that paying premiums, scheduled premiums, and I'm not saying paying a premium is easy all the time. I'm not saying that. But has that done anything for you as far as, you know, I know I'm going to pay a premium, and I've got to do something to make that premium, you know, available so I can pay the premium. Um, has that helped you in any like a like the discipline, right? That you mentioned has that helped you in your discipline? Discipline just being like I've got a path and I'm intentionally going to pay these premiums, you know, on purpose. Has that helped you uh, solidify your discipline or? create more discipline and i think discipline is something that i don't have enough of and we could probably all use a little more i don't know but uh for sure it's um it's really made made me look at myself and and really self-identify what are my strong points what are my weak points you know it's helped it's helped me actually dig a little deeper get more creative and I think those deals that come along that were for sure home runs, um, if I hadn't have been paying premium, of course I wouldn't have had the cash value, but if I hadn't have been paying premiums, then I you know, may have looked at those deals a lot different because um, once you know that you're gonna have a, payment, a, pay, a premium payment coming up, um, you if you don't have the money in place then you have to be creative you know you have to figure out how am i going to pay it and and whether i've found deals and you know bought and resold stuff you know i've always you know found a way to pay the premium so it's just it's helped me figure out who i really was at the core and and how my discipline, uh, how how I've really handled the pressure and the disciplines and and all the things that could create, you know, a su- successful long term life, I guess, so to speak. And do you think that's been beneficial for you to have that self introspection and the, you know? Oh, for sure, for sure. It's it's gonna having all those things in place i think is the outcome will be that that living living a life worth living and then leaving a legacy you know all those things are going to fall in place long term and that was the vision you know kind of how my dad had his situation set up and that it kind of you know my dad you know if i could be as half as good as you know honest and um strong-minded as my dad was 
then you know he was a great father husband all the above and if i could be as half as good as he was then then it was a successful life for me the way i look at it yeah that's that's cool that's very cool and very powerful too you know i wonder how many people that have 401ks the 401k or whatever particular investment causes this introspection this self-examination you know I, I i just wonder how many people that are contributing to a 401k through payroll deduction so it's painless um that that causes for them to examine you know their discipline and their just the just the self-reflection that that you've described i'm like nobody I, I and i could be wrong I don't, you know it's like that's powerful but it does cause i mean if because you, you're making a commitment right the premium is a commitment right and you can get mad and quit and then you would know how much cash value that you could walk away with whenever you did that or how much you know money you could borrow against cash value at any point in time in the future but um i mean man the 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 discipline that it takes to fulfill those commitments and and when the the future is unknown i mean that's pretty dang powerful when you think about it it is um the guys i work with you know their their mindsets are a little different and because i i think a lot of them and and i've enjoyed working with them all these years and uh, i try to explain this to them and how it works for me and you know, not necessarily telling them what to do, but I just try to share with them what I do and how it's improved my life. And uh, it's going to answer all the questions everyone always asks themselves. You know, like, how am I going to retire? How I don't I don't see this this 401k. It's just not growing. I'm contributing. And it's just nothing's happening. Oh, I lost money. Oh, it's, it's just always something that's it, it it haunts them it hounds them that probably keeps them awake at night because they thinking they're gonna have to work to their 100 or 80 or 90 you know 60 70 whatever it is whatever their number is and and this you know i'm like i don't really care what the 401k is doing really i mean my situation so different than their situation um I don't know. It's just like you have to look at whatever one else is doing. And I feel like if you just do the opposite, it works out better. <laughs> a contrarian viewpoint goes a long ways, right? No. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, you know, you could you could borrow against your 401k. If you have a 401k, you know, and the plan document allows, you can borrow up to 50000 a year or 50% of the value, whichever is smaller. Um, you know, so – if you have a 401k, you may, could you have taken advantage of the deals that, that you did take advantage of on the timing that you did? No, not, I mean, I probably could have. I mean, you could have went straight to the bank, right? And just, you know, borrowed as much as possible and leverage everything else you had too. I mean. Right. That's, that's true. But I, it just, it, it's uh, the 401k. I mean, yes, you could borrow against it, but that's still, it still doesn't create the flexibility that you might need in case of a bad time. 
Oh, you mean the loan repayment is required over a five-year time period with a set interest rate, so you're not even really controlling the loan repayment? Right. As an example. And that's kind of how you have to look at it is is how much is this going to cost me over a longer period of time and and them forcing you to pay it back when you when they say pay it back yeah yeah and it's it comes back to control and uh when when you don't have control of your finances things could get ugly awful quick so um and talk about being driven staying up at night you know and having this you know monkey on your back or this claw you know it's like oh my gosh yeah, and, and and that may, you know, for for me being a blue collar worker, I mean, for me to look at, all right, do I want to borrow against my four hundred one k when each each week I get paid that certain percentage is coming off the top of what my check's going to reflect, and you know that's going to make me have to go work an extra. 10 hours this week or whatever to still break you know to still make that certain amount that I need to make that I would have made without this loan yeah so you know it just it makes you work a lot harder and a lot longer yeah it just it's, it's just a ball and chain that's gonna hold you back yeah I like what you said it could be the key to unlocking that ball and chain you know the the dividend paying whole life insurance uh issued by mutual company is what we're expressly speaking about right so we're not talking about universal life we're not talking about term life and invested difference you know we're not talking about um all of those other things out there that uh people promote you know we're talking about dividend paying whole life insurance issued by a mutual company structured you know appropriately for the individual and the family um without sacrificing the death benefit um, I mean, so that's what we're talking about. And, you know, to, to learn more, if you wish, it would do you well to um, purchase, find and purchase Nelson Nash's first book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and his second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth. <clears throat> so I just want to throw that in there because we're talking about life insurance. and But only the true listeners are going to be here at about the hour mark, you know. Um, but I just want to throw that out there. Um, so it's, it's helped kind of in the, in the, the, I say discipline, but the self-reflection as far as paying premiums and, you know, and talking about working, repaying a uh, 401k loan. I mean, you have to be active and aware of managing outstanding policy loans too. I mean, have you ever, you know, had to feel like you've had to go work an extra 10 hours to make a policy loan repayment? No, I've never felt like I had to, but it, you know, it's still on my mind that that's still an outstanding yeah. payment that needs to be paid because you need to, you need to always repay your debts no matter what, whether it's third party lender or yourself or I agree. whatever. So, yeah. um, I think you have to be disciplined enough to, for sure, um, always repay your loans and it'll serve you well over time because you don't want those loans to compound out of control and uh, become a, a problem in the future or um, and those goes back that goes back to the, all the principles that Nelson 
um, spoke about as far as you controlling your banking function and you you don't want to control a banking function you don't want to lose control of a banking function you know that's this could better serve you well versus bring you down yeah so absolutely it could go wrong you know practicing the infinite banking concept could go wrong you know just uh be afraid to capitalize overcapitalize right maybe you know you're uh being encouraged to pay too much premium you know that can happen right um don't repay your loans right lower your premium and don't make loan repayments and i should put in there lower your premium collateralize all the cash value that you possibly can to go you know be like jamie and you know buy a condo or whatever and then that doesn't go well unlike jamie's deals and then don't repay your loans i mean yeah it it could go bad there's no question so if there's no discipline to consistently methodically logically on purpose with intent to pay an appropriate premium for you that for you um and then if there's no discipline to make loan repayments, if there's no discipline in properly vetting what you might borrow against the cash values to quote unquote invest in, you know, I mean, it takes discipline, right? But it, and it, and it takes effort, time, effort, and energy on your part. It's completely opposite than the 401k or, you know, paying a contribution or putting money in an investment and then relying on the investment return, you know, there's, there's like a separation of control, right? So I'm just saying that it could go wrong, but it can go very right, too, if you have appropriate premium amounts, properly structured policies, you have the discipline and the the commitment to make the premiums, make the loan repayments, and not be lazy with money, you know? I mean, you know, you vetted the condo deal. You vetted the the uh, the raw land deal, <clears throat> Um you know, I mean, so you're you're practicing, in my opinion, your God-given abilities and talents. And so the combination of that, right, your God-given abilities and talents, you know, discipline and, um, and vetting and, and the proper structure of policies and, and then, you know, being around the people like Michael Fleet, you know, y'all have connected, he's doing it so y'all can share with each other. I mean, man, you know, it's like that's pretty dang powerful you know you go to an investment conference somewhere and you meet two people that are doing you know 401ks they might get along but you, you think that they're talking about what they're doing with their 401k and blah 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 at the same extent as going to a room full of people that practice the infinite banking concept meeting them across the country and sharing because i know he does real estate and i mean he's been on here at least once as a guest michael fleet a great guy i mean um so does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Makes sense. It's, 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 it, it's a different it's a different relationship, you know. Um your mindset with the four one K versus this, uh it's it's night and day. There's there's really no similarities. It's, yeah. it's, and the four oh one K may, you know, uh better suit someone who doesn't want to do anything but put money somewhere with people that they like and trust and perfect. Um an outside of the box thinker with the the discipline in the drive to go practice capitalism 
uh, this may be worth looking at, you know. Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you can't hope for in the future your, your 401k is going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, hope can't be a game plan. No. So you, you just definitely need to, you need to know what your game plan is by contract. You know, it's just like a contract on your house. You know for sure when you get it paid for, it's your house. But you still have property taxes. You still have things that are going to, you know, pull at you. But it's still, you're, you know, you've controlled that situation the best you could. And this contract on the life insurance policy, it's, it's a, it's a for sure deal. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but it's not going to be taxed in the future. You don't have all these things that are going to pull at you once you reach retirement. I mean, once you reach retirement, it's going to be a more of a passive income than anything. It's going to be, it's going to be even more powerful than you expected because you're not getting taxed. It's tax-free money. Has this, uh, did you say over the last five years, that was your, 2019, is that what you said? Okay. Um, you know, has it, you know, and I know you don't know. We none of us know what we don't know, and we sure don't know at the beginning of you know participating in the infinite bank concept. You know, going through the process of you know vetting it and uh, discussing it within your household, and your family, and making a decision to implement it. You know, who you're going to implement it with, how you're going to do it, and you know, going through all that. You don't know. You can't know. You know, the next five years, right, um, or four years. Um, you know what? Uh, is it has it turned out you know better than you thought about like you had hoped or you know how how's the result you know compared to from right now in your experience and compared to you know starting out your expectations you know what um it's it's exceeded my expectations uh because it's it's so powerful in so many different ways that that is you just can't really explain it. It's just like I said, it's value on page on the pages that that aren't seen. You just have to use it and um, look at it for what it is to see the value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it's a big deal. It's um, it's something someone needs to vet and see if it could potentially work in their lifestyle um i think i I can't think of a situation to where it couldn't benefit everybody as as long as they have the discipline and and go by the rules that are laid out you know to to become your own banker and then um see it through all the way to the finish line i mean it's it's simple as long as you have a, a a practitioner in place that that is a, a knowledgeable individual that's that's gonna do everything they can to to keep you on track i mean that's what you're there for is to ask the questions and to learn from and you know um james and his team is is fantastic they answer the phone they I mean, his team is is great. I appreciate your kind words. I really do. And, uh, and we do answer our phone and we make our 
return calls. You know, we're here for our clients. Uh, and we're just a small part of that, right? You know, here's, but it, it boils down to the individual's discipline, their vetting, proper vetting, discipline, application. And, you know, we all get off, you know, liable to run in the ditch as we go forward. And, and it is okay to have a knowledgeable practitioner that, you know, I'm like off in the ditch over here or people like Mr. Fleet, you know, it's like, eh, I mean, that's, that's a big deal because we all need a little guidance along the way. Um, no question about that. So I appreciate you, you saying that, um, you know, is it, so we're going somewhere about an hour. Is there any, you know, additional comments or things you want to share? Maybe, might have left out or top loose ends. I mean, look, he's a he's a quiet guy, but if you've listened to him and what he said and what I've heard, you know, he pays attention to details, right? And he's not willy-nilly doing anything. He didn't just wake up one day and go decide to pay a big old life insurance premium. You didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, this is a great real estate. I mean, the man has done his due diligence and the things that he puts his hand to. So, I'm just saying he's a quiet guy, and there's a lot here that 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 uh, that maybe he might read between some of the lines. I don't I don't know, but he's very clear in what he says too. But it's extremely powerful to me that that uh, you know you're 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 quote unquote investing or participating in things that you know something about. Now think of that: you have capital accumulated. Um, in an appropriate way for you, the policy structure, premium, and all that, and you've done the vetting to even get to that point, and then taking that capital by guaranteed contract collaterally and going and putting it to work under your control into something that you know something about. I mean, and you compare that to the typical Wall Street investment guru quote-unquote opportunities, you know, here, I'm going to create an opportunity, quote-unquote, and it's going to attract your capital. It's bass backwards, right? Then creating the capital, and then the capital is attracting the opportunity. And you said it, too, and, uh, you know, you look at things a little differently. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, um, it's definitely a... Um, worth worth pursuing it's something that'll be worth your while i think if you vet it and vet it properly and and look at what it could do for you it's definitely something that's worth at least if, if it don't work out for you then you know you just forget it but i think it most people that you know your blue collar hard working people that that need something more than just 401k and once they realize that this is definitely the tool for them i think because i don't know about most people but for me the harder i work the more motivated i am to do something with it so that it can help me down the road Um, and i think once you learn about the world and and how the world's constructed against you i think it becomes more apparent that the the life insurance and uh, how this is constructed for you and how you can use it it's just it's a, it becomes a no-brainer i agree 
I mean, the harder I looked, the better it looked, the better it got. Yeah, yeah. And and you try to look at it and prove it wrong, but you just once you start doing it, you you can't see. You you don't know what you don't know, and you know I've heard you say it before. It's okay to be ignorant, but it's not okay to remain ignorant. And um, you know those little small things, sayings, what have you, like that, are are pretty powerful in yourself if you start looking at what you're saying. I mean, um, there's I mean there's definitely something to this. Yeah. You know, before we <clears throat> turn the lights and camera on, you know, we talked a little bit about Jim Rowan. He didn't even come up in our conversation right. about the lights are on, you know. <laughs> but uh, you've been a fan or a student of Jim Rowan as well, and and I didn't know that yeah. until, you know, today. And yeah. It's had that's, an impact on my life. For sure. That's where it all kind of took me, you know, like like a mental evaluation, like, hey, what, what are you doing? Wake up, you know, whatever, and – and just start listening to stuff like that, and it just, um, it just really took my life by storm, so to speak, as far as in finance, finances is where it really started pushing me towards. It was, man, I need to, I need to, I need to put my money to work. I need to do something with it, so, so that I'm, I need to get out of this rut, this routine I'm in of, you know, just going to work paying bills and doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. I, I needed to find a way to make more because I knew I had the ability to make more and I just needed to find a way to capitalize on that. Um, but like you said, so many people discount their time, effort, energy into stuff that um, that's where people fall short. It seems like more and more of that is, is happening. You know, because they can't really see the importance of the life-changing ability that you may have. You you can't really see it because you're so bogged down yeah. mentally, and you got to be mentally open, and you just have to land on stuff that that aligns with your God-given abilities. I mean. You have to figure out what you know and what you don't know. So, therefore, you have to practice, step outside the box, do something different to really figure out, you know, test your abilities yeah. and, and your, your mental thinking and um, just. You know, I always thought that <clears throat> or I came to the conclusion that, um, you know, fear of failure, you know, fear of not being successful, you know, prevents people sometimes from taking the action, whatever it may be, right? But when, in fact, uh, that may be true, you know, they're like, I'm just not going to take an action because, you know, I don't want to lose or, you know, not be successful. Um, so they don't take advantage of the opportunity. But what they're really robbing themselves of is the uh, experience that one would go through an unknown experience, right? And then the result of that, which nine times out of 10, in my opinion, or I don't want to say nine times out, an awful lot of the time, there's really success on the other side of that. 
So they're robbing themselves of that ultimate success. And, you know, and it's like, you know, failing five times and getting up and doing it again. The sixth time, you know, maybe successful. I don't, so I'm not saying, I don't want to say nine times out of 10, but it's very easy to do nothing. You know, it's difficult for me to have some self reflection and do something different in, even though I may fail, right? But I may win too. And just that experience of stretching yourself, that's where success is, whatever. It's definitely about the journey. Yeah. It's more about the journey than it is the goal. Yeah. It's, it's all the stuff in between that um, you win a battle, you lose a battle. It's kind of like if you get, you know, it ain't how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. So that's right. You just keep fighting and getting better. And that's kind of what life's all about, really, yeah. is, is just, just keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually you'll win. Just go start out in the right direction, right? And then make minor adjustments along the way. Right. All right. So, all right, sir. Anything else you want to add to it? I think we about covered uh, everything I had in mind. Um, and then there's some stuff that I'm going to be like, man, I wish I would have brought this up. Brought of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's all good. Uh, I, you know, I was blown away to be asked to come on the show and, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe I added some some value, some something along the way that other people can learn from, and that's what it's all about. It's, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I think you did, and I'm very appreciative that you came here um, and, and accepted the invitation. You know, and originally, and I know I said it before, and I even maybe said it earlier. Um, you know, I uh, we I originally started releasing videos that I. Had, been recorded at different events that I was speaking at. They were not recorded to release, you know, on social media. Social media wasn't even a thing for me, you know, 15 years ago. Or, or yeah. And the, so we, you know, started releasing them. <clears throat> and I always thought to myself, well, you know, when I first discovered this idea, when I was exposed to the infinite banking concept, you know, you had to go literally travel somewhere, wherever Nelson was speaking and being hosted by someone, wherever in the country. I mean, the idea of even being exposed, the possibility of even being exposed to an event that he was going to be speaking at was a very narrow, limited, almost happenstance opportunity that, oh, you should go hear this guy. He's over here. Um, and then coming forward, you know, 10, 12, 13 years later, it's like, what would have the value been if I was able to go to social media, YouTube, and listen to Nelson or somebody talk about the infinite banking concept, the idea that you could become your own banker and control the banking function. I'm like, dang, that would be powerful, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I got a face for radio. I get it. You know, I'm not a professional speaker. Um, and then I thought, you know, as and Nelson was the first guest, maybe the second guest, and then David, and then I think Ori. Um, and that was kind of come along happenstance. He was going to be in town, and so we were like, hey, you want to come by and do a podcast? And he said, yeah. And I was just thinking that, man, what if I had the opportunity 20 years to go to listen to somebody's experience of being coming exposed to the infinite banking concept and just sharing their experience. 
I mean, what would that value be? So that was kind of the genesis of having, you know, guests come on and just share their story. And man, I think uh, it's a home run for me, you know, because I think there's, you know, just it adds to the the good, uh, you know, just it adds to the the opportunity of someone, you know, to even be exposed to this idea without without. Um, oh, click here, sell this, buy this, do this or do that. You know, they can listen and listen to it on the way to work in the middle of the night and or not. Right. Or like, no, I'm not even interested in that. So it, I think it's a big deal. I think it's very valuable for you to come here and share. And I'll I promise you there'll be tons of people it's like, wow, Jamie's cool. Bring him back. And and they'll hear things that you had no idea that. You'd even think that they would hear, you know what I mean? They're very cool listeners. Anyway. It's definitely all about the you and me level, and that's where it begins. And I think the, you know, the variety of people that you have on your show, it's, um, it's creates for a lot of, a lot of aha moments. I think for a lot of people is having different backgrounds mm-hmm. and, and then hearing the experiences and their thought parts thought processes with all that is is pretty cool so i definitely it's definitely helped me along my way um hearing you know even you know how michael does things or earl muhammad or blake or all those guys were awesome podcasters i mean they they got in here and just hit home runs yeah and you know what they just and they're not professional speaker most of them i don't there's been I'm just saying they're just everyday all American people, you know, doing what they think is best for themselves and their family. And then they stumbled on it and exposed to it and then implemented it. And then they're just sharing. There is no, uh, no expectation, you know, other than I'm just going to talk and tell my story and, and then to, you know, uh, make it available to you know the big wide world. I mean, who wants to do that? Oh yeah. I want to go talk to, you know, and put it out on, you know, <laughs> social media. I mean, so it's a big deal for me. And I think, you know, it's a, it, I'm just very appreciative that you would spend your time to come and share, you know, so thank you. And, and I came here on purpose. I wasn't visiting anybody else or anything like that. I'm, you know, for whatever it is. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people. Um, yeah, shoot, man. I, it's, it's an honor to come over here and, and do this. It's, it's out of my norm, you know, as far as my, my comfort zone. I'm way out there, but, you know, it's, it's something that I'm passionate about. So I'm definitely willing to uh, be more involved with it. So that's, I think the more people that, that can learn about this IBC and, and how it works. And I mean, it's infinite banking is named that on purpose. So yeah. it's, no limitations with it. It's, it's yeah. whatever whatever you want it to be. Really, is how it works in your life. I agree. I mean, I and I heard it. You know, I was told, and probably by my daddy. You know, it's like you know the limitations exist between your ears. You know, and that's where it's at. When you get beyond that, you'll there'll be an improvement. You know. All right, Jamie, look, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you very much, and I appreciate you listening, and uh, wish you the best.
Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.